Guys, welcome back to the Built for Life podcast. Can't believe we're five episodes in. It's feeling a bit weird, Jenna. I know. Really weird. I'm really hoping that some um, brand deals or advertisements jump out soon. Um, <laughs> Someone uh, please sponsor us. <laughs> anyone interested in sponsoring, give me a shout. Also, I just realised we had the record button on this podcast, but I'm going to need you to give me that baby-sized bottle of water out your bag. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Jen asked me if I wanted water <laughs> before we came here, and you should see this bottle. It's actually for a child. It's, I did actually buy them for my niece and nephew and not you. <laughs> it's apple and raspberry flavour. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> so last week, obviously, we spoke about, like, expectations versus reality, and we always want to make sure that we're bringing new stuff here as well. Obviously, from a consistency standpoint, we need to make things a little bit repetitive from time to time because unless we make them repetitive, they're not going to go in. So this week, we're actually going to talk about some of the traits that we see in high-performing clients that would probably be very good to shine a light upon so that you can see the, again, the consistency of what these people do across the board that make them high achievers, high performers, and like A-grade clients, really fucking good clients. And we just want to give a disclaimer here <laughs> because if you've not realized, me and Jen can talk shit for days. Yeah. We have not got the time to talk about every <laughs> single client. So if we don't mention you, please don't feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, not to blow our own trumpets too. We have a hell of a lot of successful yeah, clients. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> so we just want to make sure that if you're listening to this, we don't give you a shout out. You probably will come in the future. Yeah. So please don't hate us for it not being now. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> You'll be in part two. <laughs> yeah, part two. We might do that. We'll probably need like five, five parts yeah, to get through everyone. To be fair. So... Let's talk about the first trait that you see with people mm. who are usually successful in this process. Because it is, let's just, another disclaimer, this process is a bit different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it does require you to maybe invest in it in a very different way from how you normally would with other programs with it just being maybe training on nutrition. Yeah. This is looking at all the gaps, all the things that we've discussed throughout these podcasts as well. So that obviously does require different things sometimes from different people. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think like... If you are smashing your training and nutrition, but you're avoiding looking at your emotional responses, yeah. your stress management, your work-life balance, we are not going to praise you. We are not going to praise you for nailing what you think is consistency. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people think about consistency. They think we mean their food and their movement, and actually we don't. Yeah. I want to see how consistent you are with your sleep schedule, how consistent you are with leaving work on time and not taking work home, how consistent you are at saying no to things you don't want to go to, mm -hmm. how consistently you're holding boundaries that exist in your life for a reason. Yep. Consistency exists in the whole self and it's about being consistent to the standard that you want to uphold. Consistency looks different for every single different person and I think it's great to see everyone who we've worked with who has had amazing success create their own interpretation and their own meaning of consistency. Yeah, yeah. Um, like for Tam last night, it was his hot seat. So for Tam, yeah. the consistency element for him now has been able to come home and cook dinner with his wife yeah. and, and say no to like working at weekends and stuff now. That's great consistency for him. Even though he nails down his steps, his nutrition, he's lost three stone. Fantastic. But that was the thing that was most important to him. He wanted yeah. to be able to finish work early on time and see his wife because yeah. they were just like passing, passing chips before. Yeah, and I think Tam will be very open and honest about that, that actually, although he was nailing consistency in other areas, he wasn't living by his values. Yeah. So now when he makes a values-based decision, he books his holidays in for the year before he books his work in. Yeah. Because that is honouring his highest value, which is family happiness. Yeah. So that comes first. That's consistency. Yeah. Um, 
and I think about like people who will engage with the relentless monotony, mm. right, of the non-sexy, really, really boring shit. A person that comes to mind when I think about that is our Louise, right? Yeah. Louise, when she first joined this program, I think she very openly speaks about our battles with our mental health and how much she has built her resilience and everything that we were asking her to do was stuff that Louise had never done before, yeah, right? Ever. 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 Everything was new. Everything was brand new here. And we were asking her to do the boring, basic shit, right? Louise, like me, is a Blantyre girl. And anyone who's ever spent time in the streets of Blantyre will know it's not exactly a bustling metropolis, right? <laughs> There's not really much to see in Blantyre except Ned's fighting and dog shit. Uh, um, <laughs> no offence to people who Blantyre. I can slag it because I'm from there. But our Louise would pound the pavements of Blantyre every single day, yeah. rain, hail or shine. She was getting that done. And I think we have so many clients who will just embrace the monotony and and be grateful that they can. Like, there's so much gratitude for their ability to nail the basics. Yeah. Louise has gone from not doing any steps at all to training for a half marathon simply because she created a love of the monotony, yeah. a love of getting the dogs out a walk and getting out of fresh air and listening to something on her earphones and really instead of saying Louise is a shift worker and a care role, really, really demanding job yeah. and it would be really easy for her to say I've had a difficult shift, I was caring for somebody challenging, I've worked a long day, I'm shattered and she sees the gratitude and actually how much benefit getting out for an hour in the fresh air and getting to walk her wee dogs is going to bring her. Yeah. That's consistency. Consistent exactly. gratitude in what you can do instead of finding every reason you can not to. Aye, because she was never exposed to this before. She never done any of this. So she's so grateful to now be able to have seen what's possible for her through yeah. doing these things. And she's not even just walking the dogs on her breaks. She's like running on her breaks. Yeah. Like she's doing her training on her breaks. Yeah. Which for anyone that's ever worked split, shift, split shifts knows that that's a difficult thing to do oh, from a headspace perspective. But that's why she's went from a triple XL to a medium yeah. in her work gear. Yeah. Like you don't make those huge, substantial and also sustainable changes without being ruthlessly consistent yeah. with that monotony. Yeah, yeah. And I think when you think about consistency away from the physical and into the mental, I think about Leanne. Yes. Um, and I know we've spoken about Leanne in the podcast before, but I think Leanne was able to nail the principles of, of the day-to-day -day stuff, of the yeah. physical stuff pretty early on. Um, Leanne's challenge was maintaining consistency and our, our mindset yeah. and, and healing from trauma and healing from, you know, adverse experiences in her life that would have been really easy for her to continue to ignore. Yeah. And had we been the kind of programme that only celebrates physical changes, she would have been a high flyer and we would have sent her on her way and actually never would she have been able to engage with the work that she did and that she's spoken so openly about in therapy and really developing her resilient mind and body. Yeah. Um, because it's so hard to understand what consistency looks like from a mindset perspective. It looks like challenging your critical thoughts with positive evidence as much as you force yourself to get your trainers on and get out the door. Absolutely. It's the same application of consistently choosing to think from a different perspective and see life through a different lens than you were before and taking the guidance of a professional 
and doing that in a safe and controlled and structured environment mm. and to admit that you need that support and to engage with it. Like I've been in therapy my whole life pretty much, but I've been in active therapy weekly for a year. Yeah. And I can't tell you, I would take six weight loss journeys yeah. <laughs> over over that. And I have always been a huge advocate of, of therapy and like I said, done it before, but never to this level of intensity. And now that I'm coming out the other side and I have perspective, I'm so, so thankful that I did it. But at the time, oh my God, it's like tough. it's so, so tough. And you sort of can just lose focus on everything that is meaningful and you're living, reliving things that were repressed. And yeah. it's so, so challenging. So to choose that sustained level of challenge and watch her choose yeah. to lean into that prolonged challenge that really has no end date, right? Yeah. You never really know when you're going to come through the other side of therapy. It's different for different people, especially like with trauma work and stuff like that. So you never really know when you're going to get to feel better. You never know when you're going to break through. And for her to step into that unknown, to stay in the programme when she initially decided to leave. Twice. Right, twice. And really engage with that uncertain, uncomfortable and ambiguous road. Just look at the difference that it's brought her now. Like it's such a joy yeah. to see people engage with both robust mind and robust body yeah. and watch them walk into the sunset as the two of them work in synergy. Yeah. And it's it's good from our perspective, I think, as well, because we we know that we're skilled in an area. We will we will tell someone to go elsewhere. Um, we'll delegate that workout if we need to yeah. and obviously we are more privately with Jean who's in our program um, and it's one of the best things she ever done because she's in and out of therapy and I think in less than a year she had us there through it because we told her and Jean never in-house psychotherapist would say the same like they all come synonymously the mind the body the spirit whatever you want to take mm -hmm. into consideration like it all needs work and that was the second time Liam was going to leave like I know you've pushed me to therapy so I'm going to I'm going to leave and focus on therapy. And I was like, that is not the right thing mm -hmm. to do. Because even on the days that she had really hard therapy, she would come to us and she would feel exhausted. She would mm -hmm. feel fucking mentally beaten. Yeah. And she would talk to us and it would make her feel better about it because yeah. we didn't need to do anything other than just be friends with her totally. because no one else would get it. And as much as I'm not a therapist, I still know a lot about the mind. Yeah. You know a lot about the mind, you know a lot about neuroscience. So we can have an intelligent conversation about what she's feeling yeah. without giving advice. Yeah. We can just let her talk. And I'm, anything yeah. I didn't know, she would actually send me. I remember when she was talking about some of the things she was struggling with that come up in therapy. She sent me like a whole load of like the literature on it and I yeah. just read it. Yeah. Because I wanted to understand more what she was struggling with so I could help. Yeah, absolutely. And I could relate to it as someone who was also going through therapy. Yeah, you know exactly. I, mean? I could have those conversations with her um, to say, I just, I see you and connect with you human to human away from the coaching role in this program. I know I am where you are too. Like yeah. we are in this together. And I think it's so important that people know that we are in it with them. Yeah. I was speaking about this at the weekend. I think a lot of the time for coaches, it can be hard to lean into your current vulnerabilities, mm. right? You can you can lean into your past vulnerabilities and then put yourself on the pedestal and say, look where I am now. So successful. Right, but actually I probably speak to the guys more about my current vulnerabilities yeah, than yeah, I do yeah. my past vulnerabilities. And I, I speak about that very openly. Like when I was in intensive therapy, I piled a whole load of weight back on yeah. because that I needed comfort and food was there. 
and there just wasn't the time that therapy was a priority there wasn't the time and mental space to work on the physical for me i wish there had been and i probably could have done it differently but i didn't yeah and i think it's one of those things where when you can share the current vulnerability it's almost like letting them know that if you end up here you'll be okay because i'm okay yeah 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 <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah. if, if this happens to you you will be absolutely fine because i have been there and done that and i own every t-shirt and every color yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i see you as a human mm. as well as someone who is qualified to coach you through it absolutely we've got some fucking great clients oh my god we've got so many they're so good do you know what? I want to actually give a shout out to Dana, and it, it's not. You no, know I was even, actually going to bring that up there as well. Do you know? And I, well, I was thinking I'm not just wanting people to think I'm doing this because she's your sister. I paid her before this to do this. Yeah, <laughs> I also feel like she's like my sweet surrogate sister now. But I think um, to watch the the growth in Dana from someone who was so I just just a lot of fear coming for Dana, yeah. loads of the time, and fear about what will people think of me and knowing she was had that capability right knowing she had that fire in her belly but just not knowing where to channel it yeah and i think dana's a great example of different people needing different things at different times sometimes dana has needed just space and compassion and understanding and for us to hear her and validate how she feels and other times she's needed that straight there and straight talk which <laughs> is just shut up and get it done yeah and, and i think i love that I love that when you build such valuable relationships with people, you can give them what they need at those different times. Yeah. I know when she needs me to just hear it and listen. Yeah. And I know when she needs me to say, come on, Strathairn, get Aye. it together. Aye. You are his sister and <laughs> yeah. you can't be acting like this. Because if he hears you, fuck me. 100%. 100%. <laughs> but it's funny because obviously I came from like the same place as Dana we've obviously been through similar situations and it's good sometimes to know that I didn't perceive those situations wrongly that she also experienced them in the same yeah. way, you know? Because I think sometimes you can look back, especially when I'm at the point I am now, and I actually do think, where are my belief systems about those things, right? Did mm. that happen in that way? Or was that my perception of it? Like all of these different things. But even from the way that Dana spoke about, like how she perceived even parts of our upbringing, the way it impacted her and so on and so forth, it was very, probably comforting to a degree yeah. for me to hear because I was like, it's not made up because a lot of your memories can't be fucking made oh, up oh absolutely <laughs> you know absolutely so, especially as a child yeah exactly like your your memories just can be so distorted yeah and you kind of fill the gaps where you want yeah and it's been proven that that happens yeah it's like your own bias so it's good from that perspective but obviously i've seen dana at like what 14 that's when she probably became very depressed like chronically depressed and she's what 28 this year and for the last maybe what year and a half two years she's been like high flying um yeah. She probably believed for a large part of her life she wasn't going to be here. Yeah. Um, and it's good to have seen her do the work. I remember I tried to, well, I did PT her before. I'm not going to say I tried, I did PT her, but we kind of clashed heads. I was young, she was young at the time. Um, she couldn't really take feedback on board. And I remember she went away on the gym floor when I was teaching, uh, when I was training her one time crying because <laughs> I told her to do something better. <laughs> and she was like, fuck it off. But that was like the, the level of her volatility previously. Like yeah. one day you could get her, she was fine. The next day she could just hit a fucking roof. Yeah. And she was sick of living that way. She was sick of being that way. And it's a way that I'd kind of been in a different way for so long. Mm. Like I very much struggled to channel my emotions. So like, because I, I did have my speech impediment when I was younger and I didn't really think I could make friends or bring much value to the table. My dad would always snap at me and tell me, 
to shut up or spit out what I was trying to say and tell me that I could never tell stories. I just found other ways to express myself, like anger, frustration, snappiness, and other people trigger, trigger me massively. Like if yeah. someday, if I was speaking to someone, they wouldn't look at me when I was speaking to them. That would fucking trigger me because yeah. my dad wouldn't look at me. He'd just be like, what the fuck's this guy trying to say? And he'd yeah. just be like, try to watch the TV. So it is triggering, but when you can learn how to manage your triggers in life, you can then learn how to master yourself. Yeah. And it's not your response, or sorry, it's not other people's responsibilities to care for your triggers. Mm-hmm. It's your own responsibility. Different if you're in like a partnership and yeah. your partner yeah. um, knows your triggers. Yeah. They should not be actively triggering you. Totally. Um, they should be working with you to understand them more. But it's been really good to see that evolution. And obviously she's big, big goals now. She's talking about running like ultra marathons. Yeah. She's down like what, two and a half stone and yeah. maintaining that two and a half stone weight loss, which is insane. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for me that makes me feel like so proud of Dana is that she's found her voice. Yeah. I think for a long time, she had her voice, but she didn't really know where to put it or maybe would would think something, but then be scared to say it in case of what people thought. And I feel like now she she stands strong in her voice and says, do you know what, even if you don't agree with me, I have a right to say this. Yeah. And I love that about her. Like, I love that she will use her voice. She will speak up because she's recognised that actually I don't need to say things based on how I think other people will perceive it. Yeah. It's my voice and I'm going to say it, which I love. definitely. And I can see that actually coming out in a lot of the guys that are just even early on in their process. Like, people like Amber. Like, really poor relationship with food for so long. Like, and it goes to show that this process is a hard one because sometimes we will have to talk to Amber very regularly about the fact that she's doing this differently and the weight's not going to come off as fast. Mm. She's always had rapid fat loss through high restriction, purging, too much exercise. And for her to be breaking down all these beliefs for mm. so long, after obviously having gone through having gone through a process when she was younger, always being made to feel as if looking a certain way wasn't acceptable, yeah. that ultimately drove her poor relationship with food and stuff. It's a shift to put in. Absolutely. And to be able to like stay on that path even when part of you is telling you to get the fuck off it yeah. and that this isn't working the way that it should be like that whole expectation thing we were talking yeah. about it's that it's that kind of character like those characteristics that i just love to see in people because yeah. you know that even if the result isn't here now it's going to be soon and totally. when they when they get it it's going to be the fucking best thing totally. in the world it's not going to be like every other diet yeah and i think when you think about that four quadrants of the 12 month journey that i speak about yeah Amber comes to mind when I think about that because that initial stage was overwhelm. Yeah. We were actively challenging every belief that she had ever created about herself, her body, or about food. Yeah. And for two people you don't know. Exactly. To yeah. be challenging everything you say and everything you ask, that's tough to take, but by God, did she take it? Yeah. Right. And even when she wanted to fight against what we were saying and lean back into her own beliefs, she, although she didn't trust us yet, yeah. She did enough. She she there was enough there that she was like, okay, until you prove me wrong, I will keep on going. And then she got to that quadrant too, which yeah. is trust. And I think now, although she maybe doesn't have full trust in the overall process because she's maybe just not been here long enough. Yeah. She's starting to trust us and she shared with us that she recognizes that that trust is there. And we were very clear with her too, like you're not going to trust us yet and that's okay. Mm. You're not going to trust the, the program and the process yet and that's okay. This is normal. And she's now very much in that acceptance phase of recognising this is, if I want to change this for life, it's going to take 
it's going to take time. It's if I've lived this way for my whole life. Yeah. It's going to take time for me to embed how I live in my new life. Yeah. And she really, I think, leaning into that acceptance phase, finding joy and training, setting goals that don't just exist in the physical, but goals to get back to, um, performance stuff that she loves, yeah. movement that she loves stuff that she enjoys travel travel life goals right like this is the thing that that i think that is a common misconception about a lot of coaching programs and i think this is what probably makes us different is that we very much are a holistic coaching program when i speak to you when you first come into this process about what your vision is i don't mean your vision for this 12 month six month journey right there's no such thing as a three-month vision. I don't want to know what your vision is for the next three months because that's not a vision, that's goals. Aye. I want to know what is your vision for you, Yeah. right? What is what is your ultimate goal in life? And I think there's a reason why people will join this program and then they are packing on their jobs, starting up businesses, moving abroad, getting divorces. <laughs> like, <laughs> disclaimer, we don't endorse anybody like getting a divorce but we see so many people leaving unhappy relationships unhappy jobs and choosing happiness because we encourage them to go for the vision go for the biggest thing go for the big life goals that pull you forward and we will get you thriving on the way to there yeah exactly and you know what came to mind there when you were saying like helping people do all these things all that came to mind was like we will help you get your hole oh 100 the amount <laughs> of people I we've know. helped to get their hole <laughs> it's like a holistic professional dating i service. know i know we should definitely start to change like our bios and stuff for like what we what we offer and that, that doesn't would sell that would sell that would fucking sell and doesn't even come down to like the way that they look it's like the confidence they have in themselves to put themselves out there absolutely you know and it's not just one night stands and stuff like people are meeting their partners and like building lives with them which is so incredible to see yeah and built for like baby built for life babies <laughs> surely on the route at some point just built surely for babies. on the way built for built babies, for babies. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's so true we amber like absolutely fantastic start to our journey because she's now saying this is where i want to be in six months and it's not an unrealistic goal yeah. so like her expectation is very yeah. much like in alignment with what she's now experiencing that insight she's totally. created and she's relentless man. and she's re- oh she's for fucking she's relentless as fuck yeah <laughs> um Another one that comes to mind, I think, that definitely deserves a little bit of credit for the work he's done is probably Mark Gillespie. Oh, Mark. Aye. Mark, if you're listening, I've got a soft spot for you. I've got a special place in my heart for you. It <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh. Like, he's the only man that, like, can have, like, a burst tyre, um, like, something go wrong at his work. Like, yeah. All of these still things happen. Still gets for a run. I still gets for a run. All these things happening in, like, the one day yeah. still smashes everything. Uh, <laughs> you absolutely. know what I mean? Just very, like blissfully unaware to the challenges of like letting the, letting letting how those challenges get them down it, it, excuses are not in this man's vocabulary no they're not they're not and not don't get me wrong the the, the, the progress at times hasn't been the easiest for him like there mm. has been things he's struggled with there's other things he's absolutely excelled at but i think for him like i used to know that life so well that he lived previously and i know what it's like for him as a guy within a program that's a little bit different from just the fucking work harder yeah. mentality and it did take him a while to look at parts of his life in a way that we really wanted him to yeah but he stuck with us he, he really did bear with us he's down like what 20 odd kilo 
he's ran an ultra marathon. He's mm. ran his first marathon. He's about to... And an ultra marathon round Strathclyde Park. I, I, that for me is the most impressive I, bit. Psychotic right? bastard. Because that man had to run that loop. For anyone who doesn't know what Strathclyde Park is, it's what, maybe 7k if you're no, lucky. 5k, so you've had to run it nine times. Like that in itself, having to run the same route nine times, yeah. that for me is far more impressive than the distance. Yeah, and you know what is so funny as well? Because he told me he was setting this new standard this year. He was meant to do it last year for our virtual event and he got in his own way. And basically, he'd been drinking a bit too much. As a result, he was getting ill. It was over the Christmas period and the winter. So obviously, you're going to pick up viruses if you're not that not that careful with your lifestyle. So um, I gave him a fucking right talking to. Like, mm. this can continue. And the more that you choose to let things get in the way, the more things will get in the way. Yeah. So like, yeah, you said you were going to do it after you drank that one time, but then you get ill. Mm. And then you decided to drink again because you'd set another date. Then you get ill again. Yeah. And then it's Christmas. So I was like, how did you feel off of that happening? And he's like, fucking shit, I want to get it done. Yeah. So this year, set a standard. We got started and he fucking he smashed out within yeah. five weeks. And the best thing about it was, it wasn't like, I'm going to take time off you. He completed that on a Sunday and he was back running for the marathon training that we're doing in Edinburgh for like his, his quickest marathon to date on the Wednesday. Yeah. He was like, I'm not hanging about a couple of days of rest, straight back to it. Yeah. After running an ultra marathon. And I love that like, Mark has taken every single challenge on the chin. Yeah. He could have ghosted us and felt sorry for himself and stayed the same and he didn't. And I remember when Mark came into the programme and he had his call with me. Yeah. And I was like, so what do you want? And he was like, don't know. Like, don't know. <laughs> and I was like, right, well, I can't coach you if you don't fucking know what you want yeah. to talk about. And I think just to see the evolution of him from that stage to now being so crystal clear yeah. on how he wants to show up, how he wants to perform, what he wants, like... It's just an absolute joy to see. Yeah, I know. And I, f I do, I've got a soft spot for him. I don't know if it's because he's Mark as well. Yeah. Or it's just because I know that <laughs> lifestyle and I know like how much potential he has. Yeah. And I just want to fucking pull it all out of him. Do you see a wee bit of your past self in Probably, him? Probably, aye. Yeah, aye, yeah. Aye. Just need to find him a bird and a dog now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a coaching programme. Yeah, yeah. But then like also what stands out as well is just like the consistency amongst like the pod girls and the pod that you were oh, in, like Tracy, yeah. Andy... Angela, yeah, you know, like obviously Dana's in there as well. We've already spoke about Dana. Ailey's in there. Like Ailey doesn't give up, even though there's some turmoil at times. She never yeah. like gives up on herself. King's in there now as well, Kings so they're there. like pushing her. Yeah, pushing yeah, yeah. Her. But even people like Tracy, like Tracy, just I can tell Tracy anything straight. Oh, like and she will take she it. She will take it like a fucking yeah. boss and laugh as and well. Laugh as well. <laughs> I because she knows I'm being truthful. Stop like, your shite, Tracy, and just do it. And she's I, like, I fair enough, okay. I, but she's like, that is such a good coaching characteristic to work with yeah. because we've got such a great relationship that when I say something, she doesn't believe that I'm being horrible about it. Yeah. She's just like, fuck, he's caught me. She <laughs> can see the gap here, and not at one point when things have gotten in her way and things have got tough as she turned around and tried to like blame the program mm. for it not working she yeah. knows it's down to her and the issue that has always been probably tracy's biggest issue is she's got such high standards for herself yeah. that when she can't uphold them it's like Feels things like fall failure. apart yep. but now like even since we brought her out the dieting process we we're talking about this to her the other day like she had this goal weight and we got her down to this goal weight she was looking great we started to take her through a reverse diet but she kind of fucked around a little put on some weight and then was trying to get back down to that same target weight for a while like, again. Just couldn't do it. Ever since she's come off of that um, deficit that she was on, she's, lost she's subconsciously lost another five pounds <laughs> without even trying. And she's like, I don't know how this happened. And yeah. I'm like, because you removed the pressure on yourself. Yeah, you and removed the standard. Yeah, exactly. You removed the standard. And through that, 
you just showed that you naturally have those standards anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, instead the of like, changed. yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's so good to see that. Um, and everyone that's in that pod is just so like fired up with each absolutely, other. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we've got so many good pods. And I think about when I think about people who have been here. Like in with the furniture, like me, I think about uh, Danny or Daniela. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Danny. I was like, who's, probably... I was like, who's Danny, man? I don't know if I got called Danny in my program. <laughs> Daniela's probably similar to me in that she's kind of got great results and then maybe went a wee bit back and then got a great result. And I feel like Daniela is a classic example of someone who just fucking refuses to quit. Yeah. Like she just absolutely refuses to ever give up until she gets to there. Multiple surgeries as Multiple well. Multiple surgeries, like with major, major recovery times yeah. and getting surgery and then think, okay, that's me, I don't need any more and then having to get more and constantly feeling like her body is fighting against her and battling with her and every single time Danny gets back, she comes back head in the zone, ready to go. Yeah. She just leans in. She asks for help when yeah. she needs help. And I think when you've been here for a long time, I can find myself sometimes like resisting asking for help because I feel like, oh, well, I've been here for since the dawn of time. Therefore, I should know everything. Yeah. And actually, you need different answers at different stages. Like the answer I might have needed to a question three months in and the answer that I need to a question almost four years in is going to be different and the way in which I need to talk about it is going to be different. And I think Danny is never unwilling to ask for help, admit when she needs help yeah. and will always just take what we say. And even if there is some things that she's like, that's not going to work for me we'll go the back and forward and she's willing to, I'll give it a try and I'll see how it goes. Like she's just, she's never, she's always happy to be a beginner at something until she masters it. That's the thing yeah. that comes from me. Danny knows she's not mastered it yet, but she's happy to keep being a beginner until she gets to that level of mastery. She never, ever lets it hold her down, even if she has periods of time where she maybe kind of falls out a flow or feels out the zone. Yeah. She is relentless. She is like the comeback queen. Yeah, she is. She is. And she is like part of the furniture. Oh, And aye. it's so good to see the level she's going to now. It's not even just like exploring what she can she can continue to achieve with the physical because she knows she can. She's got like that belief, even though like her body's been through so much that her body is also still supporting her. She has a different perspective. Like it's mm -hmm. so easy to get like just bogged down with that kind of victim mentality of like, this is always going to be in my way. It's not working for me. Whereas she recognizes, of course, that there's opportunity in there to see it from the flip side. Yeah. So she's now looking at ways in which she can expand business and do things that fulfill her and that she has passion with, yeah. which is just so nice to see and yeah. to be able to give so many people that platform yeah. to like change the way they think about themselves. And one probably last person that just comes to mind when I'm talking about like changing the way that you see yourself, like your kind of identity that comes to mind that we had a discussion with this week was Adam Mundy. Oh, like Adam came yeah. in the program, obviously, like always struggled to put weight on, always seen himself as the guy that would put a little bit on, lose it, always wanted to gain some muscle, always wanted to be fitter and so on and so forth. But he never broke that barrier. Like he always got to a point and he was stuck and then he moved back and he regressed because he hadn't really built the principles and the way of living into his life mm. appropriately. And he'd never been taught to do that by anyone he'd worked with before. 
But now as of this week, he's 20 pounds up. He's nearly a stone and a half up, which is way past where he's ever been. And we're just going to keep on building that up. And he's now talking to us about five, 10 year vision yeah. of where he wants to be because yeah. he now knows it's it's possible yeah. based upon the work that he's done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's lovely to see about Adam is that again, when I had my call with him, we were talking about, you know, his potential next steps in life, but there was just something missing. It was like, yeah, I could do that. But the thing that was missing was the belief, yeah. right? He didn't actually believe, although he knew in theory something had to change, he didn't really have the belief that he could execute it. Now that he has demonstrated to himself what he's capable of when he applies a consistent high standard with one thing yeah. in one area of his life, he's now asking the question, where else am I playing safe? Yeah. Where else can I level up? And this is the beauty of a holistic coaching program is that you build your belief to do in one area yeah and then you step step back and question where else can i do this what else if i can do this here what else can i do this and and this is why we do see so many people gently transform their whole lives because you only need to build self-belief in one area for mm. it to carry off into others and that's exactly what i see happening with him now yeah. is that understanding of i can do this when i apply myself and i make space for it so where else can I do it now? It's yeah. just so nice to see. I know. It is. And it's so nice to be able to just talk about these guys as well because we, we do talk to them very frequently and we do praise them for the work that they do. And rightly so, they should have this additional platform to talk about like their success because I know that this will help so many people that are listening as well because yeah. they'll consider themselves to have been in a similar spot to someone and if even just like hearing a story of what someone's achieved can help inspire you, get up off the couch today and get out or do something a little bit differently, then fantastic but if um, you want to share this guys to anyone that you think it would help just to show them what's possible even if they're having a bad day that would be incredible and again if we haven't shout out to any of our clients don't take it personally, don't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> any of the clients we did shout out to shoot it there's too many of <laughs> send, you send your pals send your subscribe. family bye <laughs> send a sponsor yeah by the way actually anyone that has listened to this go and subscribe yeah <laughs> actually should have said that before um it helps us hit more people and if you find this stuff beneficial then more than likely other people would too so over and out from me and jen and we will see you next time thank you